Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome back to the Thai Expat Daily Show. I'm your host, Kira Mack, and delighted you've been able to tune in yet again for another show. Now, before we do get started, I have been doing a lot of contemplating over this show, what we're doing, and what the plan is for the future. And after a lot of thought and well, deliberation, I came to the conclusion that I am exactly the same as every other news channel that's out there. I simply regurgitate the news from different websites and bring it to you on a podcast a few times a week. And I'm not quite sure if that's even good enough anymore. So today, and after a lot of thought about this, I am embarking on a, well, let's say a revolutionary path, a departure from the confines of mainstream news and embracing the essence of what true democracy in journalism is. In the world of 24-hour news cycles and sensational headlines, it's easy to feel like a passive consumer of information, bombarded by stories that might not resonate with our lives. But what if I told you that you, my listener, are the heartbeat of this show? You're not just listeners, you're the journalists, the editor, the storytellers. Here, we're trying to tear down the walls that separate the media from the masses. And instead of us dictating what you should hear, we're putting the power back into your hands. And I am inviting you to be an active participant to decide what news matters, what stories should be told, and what topics need our attention. So imagine waking up every morning and having a say in what you'll hear. Your experiences, your concerns, your passions, they shape our daily news coverage. Is there a local event that you believe deserves attention? Is there a global issue that keeps you awake at night? Have you heard of a recent scam in some part of Thailand that you feel we should know about and our listeners should know about? Have you heard of a good love story, a bad love story? All the different things that make up daily life here in Thailand. It's not just about what's trending, it's about what matters to you your community and the world at large. But it doesn't end there. We want more than just your ears. We want your voice. We invite you to share your opinions, your perspective and your expertise. You're not just an audience. You're a community, a collective intelligence that can provide insights and spark thoughtful discussions. So pick up those phones and start sending me emails or voice notes, whatever suits your fancy, guys. Tell me what moves you, what angers you, what inspires you. Be the journalist you always wanted to be. Together, let's redefine what news means. Let's make it a conversation, a dialogue, a reflection of our shared experiences. And you can do all that by sending me stories that you think need coverage, events that need to be covered. And you do so by sending it to thaiexpatdailyshow at gmail.com. And there will be the link down below in the description with the email address clearly visible. So thank you for being part of this journey I want to go on. Your story is our story and together we'll make every day a new chapter in the ever-evolving narrative of, uh, well, the Thai Expat Daily Show. So again, get on your phones and every day send me something that you think our listeners should know about and I'll then go through it and I will try to be a lot more consistent in terms of the show. Starting next week, I am planning to do five shows a week Monday to Friday. I will take off Saturday and Sunday and be back again the following Monday. I want this show to be as consistent as possible so that you guys can start to depend on me to bring you the news from around Thailand that does also appear in mainstream because some of that news is important but also the news that you want to hear and the news that you want to tell me to broadcast to the rest of our high expat daily show listeners. So now that that's all done and dusted I'm going to jump into the top stories currently trending here in Thailand. So the first subject, topic, news story we will talk about today is this 10,000 baht giveaway or handout that the government basically promised during the uh, 
pre-election cycle and they've continued to go on about it since then. So the first meeting of the 10,000 baht handout policy committee failed to clarify where the government will source the 560 billion baht needed to fund it. The deputy finance minister reiterated the same information the government has provided over the past month. This includes the assurance that the funds will come from within the fiscal budget involving cuts to certain budgets for support with no loans to be taken out. The distribution system will rely on an app supported by blockchain technology which plans to transform it into a super app offering various public services. Both businesses within and outside the tax system will be included. Stores outside the tax system won't be able to withdraw cash but can use the funds as credits for purchases. The handout will be backed on a bat-to-bat basis, not a virtual currency. The National Anti-Corruption Commission and the Office of the Ombudsman are investigating the policy for potential violations of fiscal discipline laws and policy corruption. Meanwhile, the Election Commission Commissioner Sam Chai Sirithakorn pointed out that the government's argument against critics suggesting that they have failed to criticize the previous government's 1.5 trillion baht in loans is weak. He noted that the previous government at least had the excuse that they were taking out the loans through emergency decrees for the COVID pandemic. So again, still no information from the government exactly where all this money is going to turn up from, what projects what will be cut in order to be able to fund this. And again, people who don't pay tax are still going to be able to be able to use this, are going to be able to take in money. So businesses that do not pay tax, that are not in the tax system, will be able to you know, enjoy the benefits. That also sounds completely ludicrous to me. You think you need to be at least a legal business to be able to uh, be in this whole system but apparently not so moving along to another very strange story i spotted here in the news recently qatari tourists arrested for male rape and absolutely horrendous again police have arrested a qatari man for allegedly raping an 18 year old male employee of a fast food shop in a hospital in watana district last week police said the tourist aged 23 was arrested at the hospital on tuesday he denies the charges the arrest followed a complaint by a teenage employee of a fast food shop at the hospital the 18 year old told the police he suspect had come to the fast food shop and asked for directions to a toilet at about 12:30 a.m on october 6th he led the man to the nearby toilet once there the man allegedly forced him to go inside the toilet with him locked the door and raped him lumpini police checked security camera recordings saw and identified the suspect they obtained an arrest warrant from the bangkok south criminal court they executed the warrant when he returned to the hospital on tuesday police said the suspect came back because he wanted to see the complainant again so more terribly bad behavior i hope uh, help has been offered to the 18 year old male employee of the fast food shop and i do hope the guy that um, has been accused of this gets his day in court moving along oh and some interesting news uh, here not news but statistics so um i've recently seen a lot of people talking about accidents on the roads here and um with with that another comment that was made recently was um we didn't we do know about the shooting that took place in cm paragon in bangkok uh, last week actually a third person has now died and rest in peace to that person but uh the prime minister had set up some kind of a committee to look into all of this and something richard barrow brought up that i also resonated with me when he did was that yes three foreigners or three people were killed during this terrible ordeal and this attack and it's horrendous but you know on the same day 17 people died on the roads and there's no committee set up to actually look at that and take care so just a quick look at the traffic accident report from 
the 13th of October as of whatever time I'm doing this show five o'clock in the evening there's been 1,149 accidents on the road today here in Thailand with 14 people losing their lives and for the overall year the overall year we've had 621,743 people injured on the roads here in Thailand and unbelievable 10,991 people dying on the roads in Thailand let it be known Thailand is not a safe place to be on the roads especially if you are not used to driving here you're not an experienced driver if you've never ridden a motorbike I will say this a hundred times don't rent a motorbike in this country if you have never ridden a motorbike before Thailand is not the country to come and try learning that's why people end up hurt injured or even dead but that's just a little bit of advice to people who do think of coming to Thailand and renting bikes and thinking everything's going to be okay the people who died today, yesterday, and over the course of the year also thought the very same thing. And moving along, not a strange story, but something, you know, I, I, I think it needs to be broadcast here in Thailand. But man convicted for royal defamation over a post about CM Bioscience Company. So a 30-year-old man has been found guilty of royal defamation and given a suspended sentence of one year and six months for a post criticizing COVID-19 vaccine production by the CM Bioscience Company. Now, Wave, a 30-year-old man from Nantaburi, was charged with royal defamation and entering data which could affect national security into a computer system in violation of the Computer Crimes Act. His crime was to make and share Facebook posts alleging that a company linked to the Crown was using taxpayer money to produce the vaccine. He was indicted in June 2023. The indictment stated that on May 12, 2021, Wave posted and publicly shared over Facebook a picture of the king, accompanied by a question about CM Bioscience vaccine production. The public prosecutor indicted him on the grounds that the post insulted the king and contained false information. Thai Lawyers for Human Rights said the complaint against Wave was filed by Natapal Pompasit, a member of the Thailand Help Centre for Cyberbullying Victims and Online Royalist Group, whose members have filed numerous less majestic charges against many citizens and monarchy reform advocates. The criminal court found Wave guilty of royal defamation. Thai Lawyers for Human Rights said that he was sentenced to three years in prison. The court later reduced his sentence to one year and six months, suspended for two years, having determined that Wave might might still become a good citizen. He is required to report to a probation officer four times in the next year and to do 24 hours of community service within two years. During the COVID-19 pandemic, the CM Bioscience Company was licensed to produce the AstraZeneca COVID-19 vaccine for Thailand. The king holds all but two of its 48 million shares, according to Reuters. So that's just some interesting news. You can draw your own conclusions from this article and what you think may or may not be true. I've seen what the guy posted and I don't think it certainly warrants getting three years in prison. But that is the current way Thailand has become. I would hope that with the new government we have things might change but I am slowly coming to the conclusion things won't change in that respect. We will need the move forward party to be the leader in government in the future for things to change positively in this country. Now, moving along to another story, and this is a good news for tourists, I think. The Ministry of Interior are seeking venues to open until 4am. 
I don't think it's going to be too hard to find venues, by the way. The Interior Ministry is working with related parties to find suitable locations as pilot areas for the government's plan to allow night entertainment venues to stay open until, well, 4am. Deputy Prime Minister and the Interior Minister, Anatan Sharvakul, said on Thursday that the Interior Ministry is willing to follow the new regulations set by the Prime Minister that would extend night entertainment venue operating hours from 2am to 4am. Pilot locations will be revealed after related parties, including the police and entrepreneurs, prepare safety protocols and operating procedures. When asked how the authorities would ensure tourist safety, Mr. Anderton said that night entertainment venue operators must strictly screen their customers and cooperate with officers. Meanwhile, National Police Chief Police General Torsak said that the police are willing to facilitate the new regulation even though... Finalised details are yet to be released. If the extension of operating hours is endorsed, all venues, both inside and outside the pilot location, must strictly follow the law, he said. So, they're looking for places to open till 4am. You know, right, if you go to Patong, most places are open to 4am. All because they pay a little team on the under the table to certain people to stay open till 4am, 5am or even 6am. So the thing is here, by opening till 4am, do you stop the tea money, the bribery? Or do you just, does it make it worse? Will 4 a.m. become, well, we want to stay open until 6 or 7 a.m.? And does the bribery money continue in that way? I'm just not sure exactly it's going to be the best idea or the worst idea. If you want to open till 4 a.m., by the way, it's not just the venues you should be talking to. You should be talking to people who live, you know, in and around these venues or people who might have condos or houses or, you know, anything like that in these areas. These people should also be consulted too because by staying open to 4 a.m., there's going to be a certain amount of noise in the area, a certain amount of traffic, and, you know, it's going to be busier. So also that needs to be looked at, but also the whole point that they're looking to find places. Look, if you want to open somewhere to 4 a.m. in Phuket, you go to Patong. That's the place that should be open to 4 a.m. That's a tourist town. That's basically where, you know, the partying happens. The same in Pattaya, the same in Hua Hin, the same in Chiang Mai. There are areas, the same in Bangkok, Khao San Road and other places. They're, 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 all those places are there. It's what, a matter of just kind of coming up with the regulations? I'm not even sure that's going to be too difficult to come up with too. And anyway, most bars and clubs here don't, you know, follow any of the regulations anyway. So what does it matter? But do you think that staying open to 4 a.m. is a good idea? Or do you think there's going to be negative effects to it? And if there are going to be negative effects, what do you think they would be? I'd love to know your comments as always down below in the comment section. And finally, a woman in Phuket is in custody after her Mercedes plows into vegetarian festival crowd. A 62-year-old woman was taken into custody late yesterday afternoon after the Mercedes-Benz she was driving plowed into a roadside stall set up for the vegetarian festival near the Juitu Shrine in Phuket Town, one of the oldest Chinese shrines on the island and one of the main shrines taking part in the festival. The woman named as Arun Tong Sarn was taken into custody at the scene in front of Wat Kajorn Rangsan on Renong Road near the Phuket office of the Tourism Authority of Thailand so know that area actually quite well. The police were informed of the incident at 2.10pm. Officers arrived with uh, the Custodian Foundation rescue workers to find a Mercedes-Benz, a C300 Bluetech hybrid registered in Bangkok, stopped in the middle of the small one-way street. The Benz had sustained heavy damage to the front of it in a collision with the Toyota sedan that had stopped in front of it. The windshield of the Benz had a head-sized hole smashed through it. Witnesses reported that the Benz had crashed through several of the roadside stalls set up for the vegetarian festival before hitting several motorbikes and coming to a stop only after it had slammed into a car 
in front of it. One man was killed when he was struck by the car. His body was on the road between the front of Mercedes and the back of the Toyota sedan. Local media reports said that the man, 49-year-old, had pushed his wife and child to safety before he was struck. God help him, and what a hero. Seven other people were reported to have been injured in the incident. That is just horrendous. But, I mean, we don't have the name of the man, but to step up and push your wife and child out of the way and to end up being killed, rest in peace to that man and uh, to his family. He, in my eyes, is what a hero is. And, folks, we will leave it at that for today. Thanks again, as always, for listening. Don't forget about what I said at the beginning of the show. You can send all your thoughts. You can send your stories, what you want to hear about, to Show at gmail. Have a great day and stay safe, as always. But ultimately, with this story or anything else that stood out to you today, I'd love to know your thoughts in the comments down below. Because yes, this is a new show, but it's also a conversation. Now keep that conversation going. Make sure you like this video, subscribe to the channel, share the video, and do all the good stuff that does help that YouTube algorithm. But ultimately, my name is Kira Mack. You've been listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show, and we will see you next time.